Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Hello, welcome back to the BitCast. This time I'm going to talk about a different game than usual. I'm also joined by a new guest. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Hello there, out there in uh, internet land, I guess. <laughs> My name's Blastboxer22. People just call me Blaster BB. Is the 22nd one, the first 21, all had to be thrown away? Hmm, 21, huh? Well, I'm just one of a kind. I ain't either way. So, today we're talking about a visual novel game called Long Live the Queen, because you recently played that for some of our mutual acquaintances. Indeed I did. It's a rather quaint little project. Kind of cheap, too. Yeah, so basically the deal is you kind of have to look after this princess because she's going to become the queen, but she's still pretty young and impressionable and extremely vulnerable, so you have to raise all her stats and stuff to make sure she actually survives to become the queen. Nah, that's the situation in a nutshell. Well, and it's surprisingly difficult. Oh, like the dark soul holes of... VNs. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> yeah, the game is a really in-depth with a lot of this kind of stuff. Before we, But before we get into that, I would like to know, how did you come across this game? Because apparently it was made back in 2012. Well, oh, it's a funny story. My pal, Goomba Hachi. I like to call him Gooms, but everyone does too. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's one of the designing four guys. I see. Anyway, hey, 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 we were both part of a upcoming and now cancel old old form game called Mercenaries. Elodie was one of the advertised uh, models or selectable characters for the, uh, for our uh, teams, and I bought the game because it was on sale and it was nice and practical research. But I never actually touched it until now. I guess that's something I kind of regret. But I did now, so better late than never. Alright. This is kind of one of those games that you've kind of sat on as kind of like your own thing for a while that you knew about but didn't really get to share with anyone. In a nutshell. The game, like we said, it's all about raising Elodie's different stats to make sure she's proficient in various things when inevitably her life gets in danger. And Indeed. Sometimes you get random stat checks for things you really wouldn't think. Like an archery check for throwing your scepter at someone. Yeah, there's a wide breadth of skill checks that the game keeps track of. Surprisingly versatile, too. Indeed. Sometimes you can get a partial success. Interestingly enough, this game reminds me of Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes a little bit because of the fashion aspect you unlock different costumes for Elodie to wear, and they all grant her different proficiency bonuses in the different things she's meant to study. And sometimes it's really adorable, like she gets a spy suit with her own monocle. Sometimes I love that she thing. looks like a little... Yeah. Or sometimes she looks like a little musketeer girl or something. And then sometimes she gets like really tacky clothes, like the magical girl outfit she wears on the cover. It's so much better when seen from the side, 
than from the front, as we all learned that fateful night. I'm not really into visual novels much, so I don't know how much this breaks the mold or how much it fits into the mold of what you come to expect in visual novels. Well, I'm not too versed in VMZ either, but I'd say hey, it's probably not too many that were kind of like it, probably. I mean, you have how many of you have to grind stats instead of taking dialogue choices, eh? I guess when you strip it down to the barest essentials, it is all about making different choices at a different prompt. It's like how, uh, Phoenix writes kind of something like a puzzle for figuring out logic stuff. And it's considered a VN, right? Yeah, it's it kind of straddles the line between being a VN and an adventure game. Uh, so, back to Long Live the Queen. One interesting thing is, like, in many visual novels, is that there are all kinds of different endings, and they're all based on the choices you make, but the endings are just how effective of a ruler she is, what kind of ruler she becomes. You can become a magical girl, just like your mom was implied to be, or you can be an accountant. Or... If you do something particularly cruel enough, you might even become a medieval median, or so I've read. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that there's, like, a hidden, or, or at least I never noticed it when you were playing, <laughs> tracker for how mean Elodie can be, where she starts out as this adorable little cinnamon roll, but then she'll just become a monster if you make certain choices. It's a deadly, decadent chord out there. Yeah, everyone has got a knife pointed at her throat at least once, it seems like. Some more than others. Besides learning new skills, you also have to keep track of Elodie's mood at the time, which ah, is like right. like four double-sided axes of moods, and she's more receptive to learning different things if she's feeling the right way. For instance... Being angry makes you a lot more inclined to pick up weaponry or study military. Yeah. And while being afraid makes you adverse to those kinds of things and you're better at handling animals or doing expression stuff, like decoration. Must have been a, a long meeting determining which skills would translate into which moods and stuff like that. Not only are we micromanaging her life, we're micromanaging her emotions. Yeah, this is basically Inside Out, the visual novel. <laughs> Apparently some fans also like to call it the Game of Thrones edition of Princess Maker. I could see that. I don't actually know what Princess Maker is, other than what I can guess from the title. Well, neither am I, Hi, but I could see that from a game enabled Princess Maker. It seems self-explanatory, unless it's one of those uh, subversion kind of games. Or like Undertale. Well, it advertised itself as a game where nobody has to die, and itself on that. Okay, I guess. Okay, maybe, maybe Doki Doki Literature Club would be a much better comparison. It's hard to classify glitchy, intentionally glitchy kind of game with fourth wall breaks and such. Uh, I don't know. This game is kind of hard to talk about in general because it's the kind of game that lends itself to a different experience each time you play it because you have to make different choices each time. And I don't believe there's a new game plus or anything. You kind of got to start from the bottom every time, unless I'm mistaken. Well, there's always keeping multiple saves. Don't be like me. Don't run on like only one save, maybe two if someone reminds you. <laughs> 
I do that too, actually. I usually just go one save and just live with my mistakes. <laughs> if it's really bad, I'll just reset. There ain't no reset button on life, kid. <laughs> I'm like six years older than you. That's what I said. That sounded better in my head. I don't know what really to talk about with this game. I didn't really give you a bullet point list like I usually do because this game is kind of an enigma to me, despite having watched you play through most of it. It's one of those games that is best uh, played, I, I suppose. But we're in audio form, so I can't really show you any pictures for those of you at home. I feel like it's the kind of game where you could still talk about it and it wouldn't really be too much spoiler because, again, it's kind of one of those games where it's a little different each time based on what you do. It's on Steam. It's... I, I, I don't know. How, how how much did you pay for it? It says here, over in Canada land, Long Live the Queen is... $10.99 in Canadian bucks. All right, and that's probably not too different from where I am. So, yeah, it's not an expensive game by any means. You could, And it's not even that long. I don't think VNs are known for being that long. So, yeah, you could just, like, buy it and try it for yourself if you're interested. But I, I don't know if we've really done a good job of selling people on it or not. Uh, I, I admit I'm I'm a little interested to try it out now that I've seen it, but I would want to have, like, a guide open so I don't die too easily. But that spoils the surprise! <laughs> because there's so many kinds of traps, mostly in the later weeks. Yeah, but I feel like now that I've seen a standard playthrough of it, if I was ever to play it for myself, I would want to go for a very specific ending, so I would already be kind of inclined to figure out how to get to that point. Like, if it helps, in the mm -hmm. extra screen, and it has a tell. It has a bullet point of achievement, and so you can know, in a sort of way, what you haven't done yet. I guess so. It even has a little uh, black comedy for telling you if you've died a certain way yet. <laughs> I feel like I, I know what most of the big red flags are at this point, though, because a lot of them seem to be fairly common throughout the story. Like the... Well, I, I won't say it for people who haven't played it, but there there was one that I figured out about and then was surprised to learn that it happened on its own unless you already passed a certain check. So that's like another thing to keep track of is sometimes you don't get a choice. Sometimes Elodie just kind of condemns herself and you can't do anything about it because you should have already done something about it. Indeed. Some of these things are even dependent on mood, I've seen. Yeah, there is a certain scenario where if her mood is like bottomed out, depressed... She she will automatically die in a very specific scene for specific reasons. And that can be a bit of a kick in the teeth. And a kick in the heart. I mean, it is called depression. Yeah, it's, it's not like false advertising or anything, but it's still, it's like, whoops, should have been keeping track of that player. <laughs> 
I heard that was that it wasn't actually in the original, just kind of added in. And these devs are sadists. Oh yeah, the, the the game has been patched a few times since it was released, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed. Like certain characters didn't have dialogue portraits until later versions. And at least one of Elodie's romantic options was patched in. I don't, or or maybe more. I don't know. I th think it was one, and another is kind of a ending thing if you do some really specific stuff. So there's a kind of replayability value in that. At trying to figure out every nook and cranny, every secret. Yeah, it's a lot like uh, Persona, where you're really not going to be able to see everything on your first run unless you're, well, what. Maybe even more than that, because like the, you probably literally can't see everything on a single run in this game. Indeed, some of these things are mutually exclusive. I learned the hard way, a eh, on the second playthrough. Oh yeah, yep. You have to have a pretty balanced LED. I noticed because if you over specialize in one department, you just kind of shoot yourself in the foot, and eventually it catches up to you. I know you want to be eat a peaceful old diplomat, but uh, prepare for war if you want peace, or something. Yeah, at the end of the game, directly or indirectly, there is at least one antagonist who's out for Elodie's life who she can't avoid dealing with compared to all the other characters. But even then, that obstacle can be overcome peacefully if you pursue certain abilities of hers. I feel like Elodie is kind of a good middle ground between having a customizable protagonist and having a defined protagonist, because she does kind of change based on what you would have her do, but you can still tell that there are things about her that are just naturally herself, especially with how her stats are inclined before you even do anything with her. Indeed. Afraid and depressed, fits 14-year-old girl reeling from her mother's death. So we've we, we kind of referred to, like, magical girl stuff. Like, she's kind of, like, from a wizard kingdom, I think. Where... It's uh, a medieval kingdom um, with, uh, with some ages that are uh, less than regarded. Lumens, they're called. No relation to the... Lumen say ages. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a medieval game, but it takes a few liberties. Like, I, I think Elodie's school outfit is a little more modern looking than what they would be wearing at the time. And you can do things like fund a printing press or a hospital if you uh, actually know enough about money and medicine to know why those would be good ideas. Otherwise, you just decline them outright. Oh yeah, that, that's another thing where sometimes you don't even get a choice unless you happen to have certain skill checks. Those chocolates. It's really annoying when one of these failures leads to a death. But, as the game over screen tells you, reload a different save, grind up new skills... And eventually, you'll find that trial and error. I heard it works. Kind of a Celeste approach from the sounds of it. Hmm. 
kind of interesting. They soften the blow of Elodie getting killed in various ways because they have these cutesy, stylized graphics to go with all of them. Indeed. You almost forget how did you play hang a brutal political intrigue sort of game when you had a little chi, maybe a tiny little sword stuck in her gut. Uh, the most recent playthrough that we watched when you were trying to go for the magical girl thing, I remember Elodie was capable of a lot of sass. She is a surprisingly sassy child, yeah. <laughs> What's with the sassy lost child? <laughs> I remember when that guy came out and challenged us to a duel, and because we had... Had so much magical power, or we just kind of fried them, and it was. And Elodie was like, "I decline." <laughs> yeah, the the townspeople were afraid of her, but everyone, everyone in the call decided it was worth it. Worth it. They'll forgive us. Eventually. Except for the part where we died later, but. Well, the fish didn't forgive us. Well, um. Disclaimer, there's no fish there. Fish people. <laughs> well, well, spoilers? I don't know how many deaths in a standard save file is to be expected, but I seem to recall you dying, like, maybe three to six times. Our final death count, if I recall, was six. And two of which were just us running into the same death by ice when the mad dash to grind with not enough time. I, I, I don't know if that's standard or not. I, I think it went pretty smoothly, all things considered. Indeed. We got through, like, half the game in one night. Afterward, it was just getting around the checks that were mandatory, I suppose. Yeah, it's... Definitely a kind of game that goes faster once you know what to expect, and if you're not deliberating on every decision with five jokers. <laughs> what a bunch of jokers. Looking cool, Joker. So, uh, what else is there to say about the game? It's great to play with friends. Yeah, it's... That whole thing I described that slows down the entire process, that does make it more fun. Fun is infinite. Uh, sorry. Sega reference. Uh, whoosh. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't played the game for myself, so I don't really have any stories that, like, you wouldn't already know, because you're the one who played the game. Hmm. Uh, usually, once I'm kind of tapped for conversation topics, I think about which uh, songs from the soundtrack would be my favorite, but I don't actually remember any of the music from this game except for the the title screen. It sounded like My Country Tis of Thee, but I don't know if that's really it because that would seem just a little out of place for a, a British-made visual novel. It's probably a different song that has similar notes. It might actually be. Either though, I swear I heard that song before. I mean, and it was nice and classy either way. Kind of fit. It's the royalty theme. The, the game's music is never really too lively. Which isn't a bad thing, because I don't think it, this game really calls for that. 
But uh, if, if, if you listen to other episodes, you'll notice that I usually gravitate towards really energetic music. A man of action, huh? I dig it. I dig it. This summer. <laughs> oh, you do that good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but, uh, any, any, like, musical selections from the game that stick out to you at all? I like that kind of, uh, frenetic piano that happens during particularly frenetic scenes. Like... When, like that when they played during our encounter with that snake in the grass. I might remember. I don't remember how it went, but I, I definitely remember a piano piece like that. Whenever it ha happens, I always get the feeling something's going down. It's the kind of song that makes you clench and think, oh no, what's Elodie going to die to now? <laughs> Indubitably. Any, uh, anything else you have to say about the game? Because I... Again, I don't really have as much to say than I normally would. Hmm. Well, I'd say, hey, I definitely recommend it if you're looking for something and cheap and low-maintenance, yet simultaneously not going to give up without a fight. It's, uh, 7 out of 10, and too much water. <sighs> Wait, shoot, wrong game. It is different from the kinds of games I normally play, so little... Little variety every once in a while is good. Indeed. Then again, like, is there really a common thread between all the games I like to play? Because I, like, I'm I'm the kind of person who would play like Mad World, and then a day later I'll just play Tomodachi Life or something. Both are not what they see him on the surface, or maybe they are in some ways. <laughs> well, uh, all right. I don't really have anything else left to say. Do you have anything left to say? I'm a bit tapped out of topics myself. Oh, I think I just die on stage. Well, uh, Blast, do you have any uh, plugs you'd like to make besides recommending Long Live the Queen? Hmm. Shout out to Hanukkah Games. Names, the creators of the game, and, uh... Wait, you just said I couldn't, and... Oh, well, uh, if you like hearing BitCast episodes, be sure to follow the BitCast on Twitter. It's the same name as the show, same spelling. You should know it when you see it. Same great address. Same, same great taste. It's got the same uh, little picture that it has here on the podcast one website. And you can, besides following the show on Twitter, you can also follow the BitCast on Podcast One's website and mobile app, and the episodes are on iTunes. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Blast. Ah, no problem. Anything for a friend, eh, PT? Ah. Alright, thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next one. See you later. Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.